welcome everyone to our inspiring thoughts podcast today so we've got our special guest uh, sandra farkerson who is the current assistant director for people and od for the royal borough of kingston on thames so first of all happy new year uh, sandra and uh, great to have you part of the podcast today so i really appreciate it thanks Stephen. happy new year to you too and all the listeners yeah, wonderful. Thank you. So first of all, um, Sandra, I think you've got some good news. So I think you've just recently going to be moving from your assistant director post. Would you just say, kind of listen, tell the viewers what uh, role you're moving on to? Yeah, so I've recently been appointed to the uh, director of, of HR and organisational development at the London Borough of Hackney. So I'll start that role um, in, in March, the 1st of March, which I'm you know, really looking forward to. I've had a brilliant time and, and you know, experience at Kingston. Um, it's been amazing. I think this is now just kind of moving on to do a little bit more. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that too. No, that's wonderful. And I can see in your eyes and your face that you're looking forward to it. It's an exciting opportunity uh, and that natural progression to move forward, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think it's not 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 necessarily just about progression. I think it's, um, you know, it's an opportunity to do more of what I already do. I would say that, you know, this level of kind of joy, if you like, is there for yeah. me all the time here at, at Kingston. Yeah. Um, so I just want to, you know, it's always been the same, to be honest, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually just love what I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and that, um, I know we connected through LinkedIn, but that really shows from your LinkedIn posts, your comments, just kind of your real passion that I've noticed and seen to come through. So I really appreciate that. So um, would you kind of just, um, before we go into kind of, uh, Sandra's had some questions beforehand to kind of prep, uh, et cetera, but would you just tell kind of our listeners your um, kind of your career history, what you've gone through to where you've got to now, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, sure. So I am definitely one of those from the bottom up type yeah, people. Um, I started my career in 1988 in the Department of Social Security, which no longer exists. Uh, and I was there as an admin assistant as a very young girl, kind of running around getting files and things like that for kind of claimants and things. And we had a you know really nice team of of youngsters, if you like, kind of join and and uh, working together at that time. Um, I went on from there to um, actually take on a, a role as an administrative officer at what was then the Department of Environment and, and Crown Suppliers. So they used to have suppliers of furniture and materials and things like that that were from the Crown, and that's where I worked for um, probably about another year or two. I then um, joined the Ministry of Defence uh, and a Territorial Army Centre in Manchester. So if you can't tell from the accent, I'm from Manchester. Yeah. It's going nowhere, Stephen. The accent is here to stay, very proud of it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, though I'm in the South, it, it won't be changing anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, and I actually, uh, from the Territorial Army Centre, uh, I was there for 11 years Um I had really great encouragement from uh, what we called PASOs. Um, they, they were the permanent ad administrative staff officers of the army who kind of came and, and led uh, some of the smaller units as part of their posting. And I was encouraged, encouraged to actually apply for a talent programme 
that was going on at the time in the MLD and I did that um, and I got I got through and I started a role then at headquarters recruiting group um, in in um, Uphaven in the southwest and that's how I moved really down to the southwest it was that was several years ago I then went on to another talent program that was MLD wide I then went to work at REF uh, personnel training command in Gloucester. Uh, I then went from there to the headquarters army training division, which was a kind of like the larger part of where I've kind of started off. Um, you know, there were some amazing experiences there. You know, I I was part of developing the first um, army and military-led harassment and bullying training for welfare officers that was following deaths at Deep Cup. Uh, so, you know, really impactful yeah. pieces of work there. Um, I went on to headquarters defence equipment and support uh, before um, leaving from the Ministry of Defence as part of a spend review, kind of put my hat in the ring. They didn't actually want me to leave, which was nice, but I, I think it was time. Um, and then I went on to Bristol City Council for nearly five years. And then a couple of years uh, more recently at, G- at Guernsey Public Authority. Uh, so and then um, the Royal Borough of Kingston upon Thames and then obviously we've now got my next part of the journey which will be uh, at the uh, at London Borough of Hackney in March. Which is wonderful and um, I really love the bit about the varied career of your movement and also moving as well because people you know to kind of benefit in their careers etc um, and a couple of key things because the podcast today we're looking about authentic leadership and what it really yeah. means to Sandra but I just picked up a couple of things there uh, encouragement I heard about kind of um, I think they were called what do you do say passos that encourage you yeah. to do um, kind of move forward I really love because we do need people to encourage us absolutely uh, and then I also heard those talent programs that you went on as well and put yourself forward because you do need to put yourself forward and come out your comfort zone uh, from that yeah. perspective. So going forward, um, from looking at our authentic leadership position, when you were growing up, who inspired you? So uh, definitely my parents were a, a massive inspiration. I think that um their level of kindness and care yeah. was was really impactful. They were always joyful, always kind of my mum, you know, as well as being a nurse, she was a nurse uh, who worked nights from ever since she arrived here in her 20s uh, for the NHS. Um, she would also be, you know, baking cakes for the, for the teachers. She sold, she did everything. Uh, amazing and when I say did she's still around but she's 88 now so none of those things <laughs> happening anymore um, uh, and, and my dad you know just they, they were just such kind people and very yeah. much you know embracing of the community and things like that it was it was they 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 taught care in, in their own way and I yeah. think that's one of the fundamental principles that I always have is about people and this whole kind of belonging yes uh, is for that ping uh yeah. so it's that sense of belonging i think that yeah. they've always kind of shared the other person was um was my uncle uncle chris um he he came here actually on, on the empire windrush he was an aria right. um yeah. soldier was demobbed and kind of came back and yeah. and he was somebody who kind of 
he was very suave is what I would say and he'd right. kind of yeah. walk in at Christmas time and say things like so what, so what are you guys doing with yourselves and so we'd be kind of standing to attention not not quite yeah. it wasn't it wasn't strict but he was just so charming um and, and he went on to be you know the first black justice of the peace for Manchester yeah. um he was all I think his inspiration around the military was always why I thought oh I used to I used to go on the bus past that territorial army center that yeah. I joined as a school child yeah. and think oh I wonder what they do there yeah. and actually ended up working there and spent 22 years in the military defense and I think some of that has definitely yeah. come from you know my amazing uncle Chris he used to come in Stephen with yeah. with a this thin cigar you know I'll always remember it and he was just like, oh, here he is. It's Uncle Chris, you know, yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it wasn't necessarily, you know, like famous yes. icons or anything like that. It was about the warmth of the people that was very close to, to me. And it, it, the, the bit I was smiling as you we were talking then, because you were talking about your parents, that uh, my true inspiration is my mother. So, um uh, and, and people th- always think it's got to be a sportsman or a famous person, etc. But m- my mum uh, taught me a very good phrase of it's not the problem. That's the problem. It's how you solve the problem. Okay. And I've always looked at in my career thinking, yeah, we're going to come up against problems and issues, you know, but how we solve them. So uh, I was just smiling and reminiscing there kind of my my um, childhood and upbringing as well. So uh, really great. So thank you ever so much for sharing. I really, really appreciate it. So um, moving on to yourself, how would you describe Sandra's leadership style? How would you describe your style? So I think um, it's definitely very down to earth. Um, yeah. I think definitely in terms of style I think I always approach everything particularly about people from a point of um oh, oh there's openness definitely curiosity yeah um inquisitiveness and I think that belief in empowerment and distributed leadership is is very strong for me I I do feel that you know and I've seen I've, I've not only experienced it for myself but I've actually helps to support the delivery of that in talent programs that I have uh, personally kind of uh, developed and led yeah. it's that thing where you know when you you kind of instill a belief yeah. in somebody that actually you've probably got the answers yourself you've got the talent yeah. what is it where is it you know how do yeah. we apply that because the one thing I can say it, it's been my experience is I've just gone for it and not quite really, if I'm honest, even had a plan. Yeah. Uh, it was just a case of there was something about the desire to do more yeah. um, that I placed myself in positions yeah. where I wasn't I wasn't really quite sure how it was going to work out. I thought, why not give yeah. it a go? And yeah. here I am. Yeah. And um, I, I just love picking up on a couple of points there towards the end about putting yourself out there to do something. Um because uh, a lot of people listening today would be going, well, you know, my comfort zone, you know, what do, do, do these people exist of, you know, gone and done a bigger leadership jobs. Um, how did you feel coming out of your comfort zone doing, you know, putting yourself in that position? How did you feel? So there's been one thing that's been really impactful in that approach around um, putting myself in that position of discomfort. Yeah. And that's my boys. Yeah. So. 
I have, um, I've got two boys, you know, majority of the time, you know, that, that I've, I've been a single parent. Yes. So they have been my fuel. Really? That kind of, you know what, we just need to see how this goes. Yeah. Um, and and that's always been a great inspiration. They've been brilliant. You know, I've yeah. been so lucky. Uh, you know, I moved away from a very large family, Stephen. I'm one of seven, and I'm the youngest of seven too. Although I'm the boss. I was uh, going to say, I think I've picked that up, Sandra. In a very supportive and loving <laughs> way, Stephen. But I'm the yeah. boss. You know that. Let's let's treat each other well. Um, I think they've always, because I've I've kind of I put myself out on a limb a little bit, yeah. and I couldn't allow that to not work for them. So yeah. to to a lot of degree that that has been part of the fuel too. Yeah, yeah. So that and, that that plays a major part. And, and you just summed it up there. The, the word that was going through my head was like fuel. We all need that to get us to take that jump to move us in that different direction or something new for us or move home to, for career etc there's got to be a inner belief or fuel of why we want to do it so uh, and with your two boys i can see how proud you were about kind of talking about your boys uh, kind of behind the, the background as fuel you on but i think we all need something don't we in kind of how we kind of in our careers yeah and i do think it's probably different things for different people the one thing i can say about my leadership style it's never been about the title of the role. Yeah. And if you're coming from that position, each to their own. Yeah. But I don't know whether that fuel just runs out. Yes. I, the fuel that I feel I have, you might get a bit exhausted every now and then, but there's something that's going to say, come on, let's go. Yeah. And I think that's something amazing about having that. Yeah. Uh, within you that that kind of says because it's not about me um I can definitely thrive and survive and stuff without the title I've certainly you know had to kind of there was a period of time sort of around about sort of 2020 sort of around about sort of 2010 2008 to 2010 when I kind of had to say you need to kind of step out here a little bit now yeah. you know and there's a bit of me that was kind of looking up looking even to the side and saying yeah. oh but that's not me yeah um and and I actually had to challenge myself slightly in yeah. that thinking and I actually did that during a uh an, an NLP and a master NLP uh practitioners course yeah um so so I am a master NLP practitioner yeah. uh so I consider myself somewhat a coach myself but it really gave me an opportunity to to question where I'm at and yes. you know, what you know. There's a natural thing that there's some it feels slightly natural, but actually I was sort of saying, oh, yeah, but mm, that's not me. And yeah. then I had to I worked on that, not not deliberately. I think it just yeah. materialised. Where yeah. I think at the end of that, it was a case of actually it's you if you want it to be. Yes, that changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was also um, a similar thing that I went through in my mid 30s. You could probably call it comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. But I stopped being what I call imposter syndrome. So I worked in a bank for 26 years and I actually become Stephen again. And I loved it. And yeah. it stretched me and developed me 
and actually people could see the true genuine best version of myself at work uh, and i can see that with yourself into um once you get to that place it's a great place to be isn't it oh it's the absolute it's the most <laughs> it's the most special place to be i think um you know people talk about especially a lot at the moment talk about vulnerabilities and things like that i mean i don't see it as being necessarily a vulnerability I always feel this is the only me I've got. So yes. <laughs> kind of, you either like it or you don't. Um, and thankfully, a lot of people do like it. And, yes. you know, it's not because everything and every day is, um, you know, something to smile about. The serious stuff that goes on, I have to leave some, you know, quite difficult circumstances. And there's a t- there's times when, you know, that, that can be difficult. But yeah it's part of the profession it's part of the whole piece of of, yes. of what I do so but I don't forget the things about what's the outcome you know what yeah. is it we're trying to achieve here and most of the time again that's fuel because we're, yeah. we're, we're trying to find a place of certainly at least harmony amongst people in yes. my view yeah and it's and it's a lovely phrase then about harmony amongst people isn't it because i've just got an inner belief that people come to work to do a good job that's just my my inner belief um i think 90 percent of the population want to do a good job they're nice people there's 10 percent odd what i call the naughty people so i might i might get told off for saying it but sometimes it's where they're in the wrong job how they've been treated those kind of things so um i i think that, that harmony is such a lovely word really really nice word to say so if you were to look in um, people you've worked with or that, what would you say the best traits of leadership you've picked up over the years of your experience? So I think um, obviously one of the key ones for me is that kind of opening, listening, supportive. Um, I think you need to be connected. You kind of need to look what you do. Um, I'm not saying it's a must. I think there's plenty of people who have different drivers and, you know, they get a sense of achievement from that. I'm not sure, though, you know, and that's just from a course of, you know, being older now, whether you don't run out of steam, if that's yeah. your if that's your approach that you use. But it's never been mine. Um, I've never felt I've had to do that. I felt very strongly about my own identity. So I've not been prepared yes. to do that. Uh, I think in terms of the the style, um, you know, challenging the status quo, yeah. uh, you know, being being open to that. And also, if I'm honest, and, and I'm always honest, you'd be open to being wrong. Curiosity. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's so much creativity that will exist amongst you. And and it's not always aligned to this role. This is what you do yeah. to you. To that person I've I've found some real talent across yeah. uh, services in, you know with, with talents that you would never believe so yeah. I think being open yeah. to that uh to one not knowing it all because that's what you've yes. got a team for if you all come together and importantly to kind of enable and empower creativity and transformation yeah and I just picking up on a couple of words there around um, the openness, the ability to listen. So um, I was always taught when I was younger, two ears, one mouth, use them. So um, I, I love that. Um, I also like the bit about curiosity. 
because um, I think curiosity is key. And I think in, in the world we live in, we need to be curious to understand people and get to know people. Um, and also, I love the bit there where you said you can get things wrong. It's OK to get things wrong, isn't it? As long as you've tried and you do it with best ability, then actually you learn from it. And I think there was a phrase that was given to me was um, the word foul. So first attempt in learning. So as an acronym, so it, it's it's just so refreshing to hear those kind of what I call genuine human phrases that yeah. people combine or kind of re uh, kind of relate to, if that makes sense. I, th I think if if you if you lack the courage to fail, your behaviours are potentially not going to be the best as a leader. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There'll be a lot of fear-based um, actions. So you know, it's about really enabling to me a platform where you know colleagues you're all working together as a team feel that they can be creative and you know let's look at it as iterative if you like yes we're not always going to get it right first time but if we yeah. if we don't try something different we just keep pressing repeat on something we've already had yeah and I, that's the that's the bit that i would be it, it there's there's not that much energy in yes. or relabeling something that's already been done i think yeah. the best thing about you know being in these positions is people coming together to create something totally different totally new yes. and transformative and i think i've been lucky to have been part of a lot of that which yeah. is good which is fantastic isn't it and i am and I, um, just to pick up again that transformative the different ideas, different suggestions, because things evolve, don't they? We've, you know, you get, and I think if you stand still, you get left behind. Whereas yeah. actually, if you keep evolving, you make mistakes, you get things wrong, but you keep moving forward. That's a great place to be. That's just a, one of the key things I think Stephen is asking. Why do we do that? Yeah. I, you know, and I think you can, you know, sometimes when you when you're in an organisation or when you start in an organisation where that flow of creativity has not yet been established because you'll 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 tend to find uh, a lot of people explaining reasons why no, but reason yes. why not. And actually, it's better you kind of need to take for me uh my leadership style is to take uh, to take the stance of but why not yeah um because i'd like to understand that bit more yeah. not a reason not to do something but why wouldn't we do it yeah you know and, and then have that exploration but again it's about how you have that conversation i think Great. Steve, yeah. uh, that same openness and supportiveness that yeah. i think is really important yeah and if you look at kind of with yourself um, over your years, how would you, you know, your job's pressurised, it is stressful, those kind of things. How do you overcome press, pre, um, pressure and stress for you? How does that work for you? So I'm a very firm believer of kind of stepping back and reflecting. Um, I think that a coach certainly helps to do that yeah. uh, because it kind of sets out some time. Uh, you know for you to kind of do that stepping back i don't think it's essential but sometimes you know there's a there can be a lot of activity taking place it's a lot of, you know very pressured we've had things like the pandemic um and there is something about being able to take a breath kind of do a bit of reflection and consider what is this about you know yeah. I, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of people who may go to some really complicated and complex models and things like that and whilst um I think they all have its place it can be a little bit too script yes um, in its methodology and for me there are sometimes just some really basic simple things that I know um I can be at that stage where I need to step back here because it feels a little too muddled and it feels a little bit too heavy maybe even intense um and I think you know stepping back to ask the, that simple question what is this about and what's what is it what's really at the core and what's needed sometimes what's yeah. actually needed is a break yeah a rest yeah. A yes. kind of, exactly that putting it down and having a little bit of space to kind of almost do nothing for a minute yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, longer and then look at it again I think you find um the answer almost comes to you rather than you yes. go seeking it. The more you yeah. seek, the more it tends to be avoided. It avoids yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, and the yeah. minute you're prepared to let it go, I think that's when some of the answers start to come through. But a coach yeah. does help when that, when you know, to do yeah. that. Yeah. And it's um, what the, the bit for me when I speak to so many people through my my 30 years in leadership, mm-hmm. people try and run a hundred mile an hour. And they keep going, they keep going, they keep going, and I'll fight my way through this problem. Um, and I just think it's so refreshing again that we all need a pit stop, we all need a breather to do some good reflections and actually go, now can I see the wood through the trees? And what and I, I just loved the bit there because I was smiling again. The answer just sometimes hits us, doesn't it? From nowhere we go, well, that's really obvious, wasn't it? Why could I not see it? Because we're in the thick of it. We can't see it. So I think, um, and, and I know people that will use loads of different models and different techniques, but just having the breather, I call it a cup of tea breather. Take a cup of tea, let's really breathe and think about what you like to do, or just ignore it for a bit. It will, The answers will start to come clear. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think the skill, if, if you want to create that in terms of a, a skill, I think it's to do that on more regular in in a more regular pattern not 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 necessarily scheduling it but make it part of how you do your work and then when when there is a level of increased intensity you will tend to deal with it better you'll snap back quicker um and and I think that that would always be helpful so I would say don't wait until things build up you want to kind of you know be able to have a certain approach that you know what works for you and it might be different yeah. things for different people I mean yeah. I run I meditate um I do other things as well you know even yeah. took up something a couple of years ago for a little bit of a yeah just do, do something different and drawing yeah again yeah. drawing but it's it, just pick it up they're just good to do something different Totally so yeah. like with me, I like cycling, I like fresh air, I like walking and it, my mind can just wander, but it's nice wandering, if that makes sense. It's not kind of heavy yeah. workload. Um, so I think that's a really, really good point. Um, and I think the bit which you just said that people have got to find the thing that works for them. Absolutely. One size doesn't fit all. Um, and I just would say to like our listeners today, find what works for you, that resilience, etc. You know, read books, look at kind of stuff on YouTube, wherever you but find what works for you. And when you found it, it's worth its weight in gold. Really is. And to me, the benefit of the real benefit and worth its weight in gold is it's 
that something is not work related. So I read yes. books as well, you know, and I'll specifically look for a fiction book. Uh, yeah. Kind of totally different. Um, you know, I might be looking for humour. There'll be things that I just decide I'm not watching on the TV, Stephen. You yeah. know, because everything just feels a little bit too heavy. Yeah. For me, the, the key has been something totally different. I don't want more yeah. of. I don't want to delve into uh, another analysis of myself necessarily. Yes. Just, yeah, yeah. just want to have some fun. Yeah, yeah. And fun's good, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I love fun. I think it's brilliant. So, what would you going back in time? If you had your time again, what three tips would you give your younger self? And it doesn't have to be three, but what tips would you give if you're going into leadership or authentic leadership? What tips would you give yourself? So, uh, first of all, I'd say if I knew the the whole journey in advance, I might not have taken it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would say, you know, trust that that things will unfold yeah. Um, yeah. and for me there's also that thing about what is for you will not pass you by Um, yeah. I do believe that yes there's sometimes there's a feeling of delays or we haven't quite got that and whatever and I just don't don't, don't younger years are for exploration and, and delays are not denials Um, yeah. you know there is something to learn from even the most challenging of experiences that will play a part later on. Yeah. Uh, you probably don't think it at the time. Yeah. Um, but that's certainly been my experience that, you know, they're, they're greatly, you know, there's leadership uh, at all levels. It isn't a particular level. It's yeah. there, an opportunity for us at every single level to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, um, the really good thing about things will happen and then also if things go wrong that's a learning and I and I if I go back some of my best learning where things have gone wrong and you go actually next time I do it bigger and better than before so uh, just for anyone if you're going back in time things are going to go wrong but learn from them really to grab hold of them isn't it yeah and 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 in a way you know you probably won't think it at the time but it is a gift you just know yeah. just a gift that kind of gives a bit later on or maybe a lot yes. later but it is a gift yeah, yeah. and I, I say to people you have like your sports bag or toolkit or your kit bag that it will be in there somewhere you'll pull it out later on and go oh perfect that's when I need it uh if that makes sense and not only that that well I think what that also proves Stephen is you survived doesn't yes. it if you've yeah. got the bag and you're going to go and dip into the bag that means yeah. you survived yeah. and it can also give you the fuel that whatever the challenge is at the time yeah. you'll probably survive that one too yeah yeah no fantastic no, i really appreciate that so if you're looking at um, working with your colleagues so as an assistant director now going into your director position how, how do you support your colleagues daily weekly monthly what's your kind of your style with supporting colleagues so um i, I mentor quite a lot of people probably around five yeah. um yeah, cool. at the moment sort of regular kind of monthly meeting uh talking about them and their careers and they're all at different levels there's no particular yeah. kind of um script or requirement from them uh to kind of be at a certain level or wanting a certain yeah. thing have conversations um i attend all of the kind of people focused networks within the organization some of those are external yeah. along with sort of other london council colleagues yeah. um 
I'm an active participant. Yes. Uh, in 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 what 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 are we doing as 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 people and and how are we uh, feeling supportive? What is it that you need? You know, and again from that perspective that I don't know it all, but yes. you know I want to hear it and I want to know how we can yeah. do things differently and better. So that's one of the 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 most fundamental. You can always guarantee to from a very personal perspective that you know I I know almost all my colleagues I know them and I know them well um and if there's something wrong or I hear about something that's sound quite right I'll be I'll be in a, a little bit of what we call a hangout kind of say can we have a word let's have a chat yeah. how's yeah. it going how are you that sort of thing so yeah. that's one of my again it's not it's not required necessarily yeah. but I kind of want to know I, I never don't forget as I said Stephen I'm a kind of I started at the most junior grade in yeah. the service. Um, I haven't forgotten that. I know exactly yeah. how it feels to be rising up the rank and yeah. all these different places. And and I think, you know, the best thing about being where I am is that opportunity to pay it forward. I yeah. haven't forgotten any of that. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I just, on those bits as well. So I started off in the bank as a cashier. So I then moved through the bank ranks uh, and then moved into my own business later on. And I've never forgotten when you go up, you know, the role where you come from and kind of who you've looked after and who you've spoken to. And the, the, and the basic fundamental, the best managers I've worked to, even you've just summed it up perfectly. They would check up on you to see how you are if you weren't yourself or they'd say, how are you? And should we have it? You know, you said hang out. I used to say, should we have a natter? And then people would have a chat and just and I see that fundamentally if more people could do that. Now, in today's society, we call it emotional intelligence or soft skills, etc. I just call it good human behavior. Why don't we just go and ask if someone's not themselves? How are you? Because there could be loads of things going on in their home life that they just need that help with, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm, I've got a radar for that, Stephen, me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, ooh, I'm not sure about that answer. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I'll have to kind of step yeah. in and, and have a little, we call it Hangout because we're on the Google platform. So it is literally a yes. hanging out. Hangout, yeah. And you yeah. can do video link and I'll say, oh, we've got five minutes. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's have a catch yeah. up and chat. Because I know there's hierarchy, Stephen, and I know that it has got its place and it's important. There's leadership required. I take that, you know, responsibility and accountability fully. Um, but I also see that as being a privileged position and I'm not really any different from anybody else um, human. And so I want to kind of, I still highly value that connection yeah. and being able to provide some encouragement and support where necessary yeah uh, and, and just before i go into my last question was about the word privilege i strongly believe being a leader is a privilege um and it's a very good privilege to be in so i just echo your comments there about being a privileged person because i think looking after and supporting people is a real privilege so i, I think great connection and a great responsibility stephen yes so, yeah. you know, along with that privilege, you know, there the, 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 the can be times when, again, that step pack is required. You know, yes. it's a privilege and it's a privilege for everybody. Yes. So, you know, you do need to kind of think through 
around that level of accountability because it's big. So along with yeah. the privilege comes accountability. Yeah, no, and and I think the bit there is I, I said to someone recently that leaders take the paycheck for the good times and the bad times. They don't just take the paycheck for just I'm a good leader because a good leader deals with those issues or moments of truth that and actually come out positively with that person um, and kind of go head on to those rather than avoiding them as well. Absolutely. And sometimes that means where you know, either you or an organisation or ever needs to say, well, I'm, I'm really sorry we got that wrong. Yeah. And I think that's part of authenticity and that's part of building trust as well, where yeah. we're not so busy trying to hide something that didn't yeah. work well, that actually, yeah. you know, it coming out the other side sort of like a little bit of a bombshell. As a, yeah. you know, it, it, that's not helpful. No. And actually it, 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 it reduces trust. And I think one yes. thing that important certainly for public sector organizations is to to kind of have a a belief in the trust that as we all know sometimes things don't go well um sometimes they haven't gone quite the way you would like it to but again isn't that an opportunity for learning and change and kind of supporting and those things can be done in a positive way i know that Yeah, and I think the, the bit there is if you sweep things under the carpet, it will always come out. Oh, yeah. Whereas, whereas actually in any organisation, private sector, public sector, you know, not for profit, etc., it, it's better to kind of put your hand up and go. There's going to be a kind of a bit of uh, annoyance to start with, but people will go. We respect you for doing that. that yeah, I've noticed. and I do think that's one of the you know that that's one of my guiding principles is around. Um, that 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 openness around i don't know whether we got this right in fact i don't think we did in some circumstances yeah. you know i'm not saying i've done anything wrong i'm just saying yes. <laughs> these, are, these are just the fundamental principles that i have that um you know let, let's have a conversation about it because the last thing you want to do is to try and hide something and going back to parenting uh, my mother would say and she'll 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 continue to say it, i'm sure until you know, we, we, we have other, uh, you know, things that, that we may sort of take over. Very similar sort of saying to what you've just said, Stephen, and that is, you know, whatever's going on in the dark will come to light. Yeah. And I think that's very true. So for me, whatever I do, I do believe that I want to be proud of that and yeah. able to stand up to it, whether and look myself in yes. the mirror um it's not just about what it means to other people it's very much about what it means to me and equally what therefore it means to yeah. my family really yes. what does that represent it's important yeah no it's very very important i can see that from yourself uh, yeah. and how you've come across today so just last question before i i let you go what's kind of your personal development you're working on in 2023 or taking forward so I'm going back out to run. So that's yeah. it, you know, and I know that's sort yeah. of in terms of the kind of formality training, I have um, joined a, a leadership programme that's run by Government's Commercial Services and an organisation called Ventures Green. Uh, that will conclude this year. It's been really good. I've enjoyed that. Um, I do think there are other things in the pipeline, but until I kind of start my role, yes. I probably wouldn't be able to yeah. kind of confirm those at the moment. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of networking. There'll be a lot of, um, you know, conferences and things like that that I will be attending. There'll be probably a lot of sessions of speaking and talking and being yeah. out know, communities where I, I really enjoy. Yeah. So I'm um, looking forward to that coming up yeah. for in the next year too. Yeah. I'll learn a lot from them. That's what yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. Human. And if, if there's a good balance there of not of, of on job learning and people learning and community makes you feel good. And then there's also you said about your leadership development that you're keeping going to keep because yeah. I always believe that you keep learning. You know, you, you you can get some real buzz, and it doesn't matter how old you are. If you keep learning, you just experience new things. Yeah, I'm sure that Hackney community is going to have a lot to teach me, and I'm I'm there to yeah. learn, yeah, uh, and, and to connect with them, of course. I'm looking forward to it, and I'll miss Kingston dearly. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's a fantastic borough too, absolutely amazing. I've been lucky. No, and from my point of view, I just want to say a big thank you for today. Uh, we've gone through our, gone for our question. I feel we so we could chat all day, uh, Sandra, you and I. So um, I just want to say a huge thank you. Please connect with um, Sandra Farkerson on LinkedIn if you kind of uh, from that perspective. Um, but I just want to say a huge thank you, uh, and I look forward to speaking to you soon, Sandra. So thank you ever so much. Thank you, Stephen. Most appreciated.